Amen. Good evening, BCC family. Good evening on line tonight. Welcome again to our midweek service. We are so pleased and so blessed that you decided to take a moment out your schedule and to be with us tonight. We say thank you. We say welcome. And uh, we pray that something that is said and shared tonight will be a blessing to you. And to my sisters and brothers in the house, thank you for your presence. And I just personally want to say thank you to our pastor for entrusting a, a word to come from Joanne tonight. God is good. Amen. Amen. I don't know who was here last Wednesday night and caught the message that Pastor taught on. Um, I was here, but I was in the back, and he talked about planet in pursuit. And just as he did on last Wednesday, I'm going to encourage that you take a minute and go back and listen to last week's lesson. Um, I laugh because he said all of his ministerial staff should listen to the word. So uh, just a side note, might want to do that for leadership meeting. But um, truly it was a blessing and I'm going to carry over some from from what I got from that to talking about submission tonight. Um, the one thing that stood out to me last week was when he said the first element of understanding impartation. He was once again talking about impartation. And he said there is no self-church. We give the body. We are the body. Learn how to submit one to another. We have a divine alignment assignment. And that part for me stood out because, you know, pastor's been drilling on many are called. Many are called, but few are chosen. And we all have an assignment from God. And if it doesn't align with what he is calling us to do and the purpose that he want us to walk into, we're just completely out of order. And if Kim can't hold Joanne up and Joanne can't hold Marla up and Marla can't hold Kim up, then we have some broken pieces because we are accountable or we are here to hold each other up. We can't do this thing called ministry by ourselves or we can't even walk on the divine assignment that God has called us into by ourselves. Now we can try, but it's going to be some skips and some falls and some, you know, tripling over your feet. And it's like, now, Lord, where did I go wrong from, from here? So I thank God for the divine alignment that the assignment that he has me on to say I have people that I can connect with to say, okay, we're going to do this thing together and can 
check me and talk to me or encourage me or to say, hold on, let's try it this way or let's try this. Um, because all the time we may not be able to get a hold to our leaders right then and there, whether it's Pastor Josh or Pastor Crystal or even Apostle. But do I have another soul, another sister, another brother that can hold me accountable and help me walk through ministry? Um, he also said submission is to God first. So I couldn't submit to Kelvin in marriage without submitting my life to God. Because in submitting to God first was going to show me how to be the wife that he has called me to be to Kelvin. So tonight, I'm going to start with submitting. And what is submission. I think I said maybe a few Sundays ago it was doing church service and I talked about the reconstruction, the word construction that God is doing in my life. And I for me personally it's like when he is picking you and tugging on you, when he's calling you to say it's time. When you've had that experience with God and it's you and him, and he's downloading and pouring things in you. I think Pastor Josh on, on last Wednesday asked the question. This is a question that I just want y'all to pounder on. Can your wineskin handle what God wants to pour into you? Now, that's what I said, Marla. Can your wineskin handle what God wants to pour into you. Now, we already know that God is not going to give us outside of our capacity what we can hold. He's not going to give me something over yonder when he knows, okay, she's just right here. She's not ready, nor is she prepared to go through that ram over there. So he deals with us on the level that we are at. So what is submission? This is a question that I'm going to come back and ask you all at the end. Has submission been a topic that has been painful for you or that you've avoided altogether? And if so, why? Just think about it. So I looked up the word submission. The voluntary differences of our will or preferences to the will or preferences of another. Submission. You know, when we think about before we decided we're going to get saved and everything that we've been through in life and all the mountains that we kept walking around and just committing or just being in the world, just being just crazy. I laugh when pastor says he's crazy without him. And I say I'm a complete fool without Jesus. Because flesh profits nothing. Everything that we do in life, if we don't have God in the forefront, that go that mountain, we just going to keep on marching around it. There's a song, I think, that says, 
he helped me climb over the mountain or he helped me or he helped me climb or something like that. Well, once you climb over the mountain, it might be another mountain on the other side. What does I, what am I saying? We're going to always have trials and tribulations. God did not say that we wouldn't. But because he's already overcome, he has made it so easy for us just to choose him. When I was going through and studying this, the first thing I thought about, I said, why can't we just be like Nike? Why can't we just do it? When we, okay, I ain't going to say when we, let me just use myself. When I was drinking like a fish, I just did it. Because that's what I wanted, when I wanted, that's how I want to do it, when I want to do it. Why can't we just submit? And when I started thinking about it, I said, I recall pastor said one time to me, he said, everything that you've been through in life, through ministry that is, it's things that have built, that you have built on to where God is trying to get you to go. Doesn't mean that everything was bad or the teaching or the doctrine was completely off, but it's, it's building. So the one thing that I thought about was my mom used to say to me, one day, girl, you're going to get it. You're going to get Jesus. You're going to really get it. And at that time, I was, uh-huh, I'm going to get it. Just not today. I'm going to go get this other thing. So when I started thinking about why is it so hard to submit to the man that died for my sin, that loved me so much, no matter what I did, he said, I just love my daughter. I just love my son. So I thought about one example that really hit home for me in Matthew 26, 39. Jesus, this is an example of submission. Jesus modeled submission in the Garden of Gethsemane. When he prayed, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. What did Jesus do? He voluntarily gave up his life. The example is showing the agony and the pain and the suffering that he went through and to where he's saying to the father not my will but your will what am I saying part of submission you're gonna go through some pain and it's okay you're gonna go through some suffering it wasn't easy for him why do we think well it's just gonna be like Nike check Boom. It's not going to be that easy, y'all. And God is saying, listen, because I've paid the ultimate price for you. I've already went through it. I've overcome it. You, you may still suffer. You may still go through. But as long as I'm with you, you're coming out. Submission. What is it that we are either not willing to give up, to submit, or what is it that we are so afraid on that, well, let me just hold on to this 
and then I'll submit. Let me tell you, God don't want us coming in here looking all cute and thinking we got it all together. I heard an illustration how we put on the, the makeup, we look good, we put on the nice clothes, we put on the nice bling bling, and we come to church on Sundays, check mark, we come to church on Wednesday, check mark, but have we made the ultimate decision to say, you know what, nothing has gone right in my life. So when I started thinking about submission, and I started thinking when I, when I didn't submit, how was things going good for me then without him? So when you look at when, when you want or your, your desires or, Lord, I'm seeking this and I want, you know, we're talking to him about all the blessing and everything that we want him to give to us. Then when he give it to us, it's like, okay, thank you. Well, now you have forgot about him for two, three, four, my, four more years and you're doing your own thing. What am I saying? All I'm saying is... Making the decision to allow him, giving up my old life, giving up my foolishness and my craziness to make the ultimate decision to where, you know what, it doesn't matter how hard the finances get, it doesn't matter what bills are due, it doesn't matter what the children are doing, it doesn't matter with the chaos from home to work, if I've made the decision to give up my old life, I am trusting God to say, listen, I know without a shadow of a doubt, you will never leave me. You will never forsake me. That's what submission is calling us to. We do have a divine alignment, assignment that God has our hands on. But when you realize what that is and when you realize your purpose, you got to be connected to him. Everybody wants to go deep with Jesus. And I've learned, I'm learning, be careful what you say when you say you really want to go deep with him. Because when God start pulling on you to say, no, not today. You're not sitting up here watching four hours of Chicago PD when I need you to read five and a half hours of Jeremiah. That's being caught up into all of this worldly stuff we want to give so much time and energy to the world and do a quick instant fix with daddy with Jesus with the man that's breathing life in us that's giving us a chance every day we know the old saying life is short life really is short but how many know that he ain't calling for you until he's ready for you. Until your work, until your assignment is done. Now, it's up to you to make the decision to say, oh, I'm going to speak the process of. It's up to you to make the decision how you're going to choose to live your life. At the end of the day, I am crazy without Christ. Because I will not ever prosper. I will not ever move forward. That mountain, I'm going to keep going around until I make the decision of submitting. And it's almost, it's a marriage, really. Because you didn't went to the altar and before the man or woman of God and before family and friends and made a commitment to the man, earthly man that you're standing with, who might 
if it wasn't ordained by God who might mislead you or might direct you wrong, but if you're going to stand and make a covenant with earthly men and you can't make a covenant with the father first, that's out of order, y'all. Because at the end of the day, if your covenant is not with him first, this covenant right here is not going to succeed. Amen. Now, we talked, we, I said earlier, let's be honest about submission isn't easy. One thing I want you to think about, submission is practical for going after something bigger than our preferences. When we go back to the example of Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, the pain and the agony and everything that he went through, it was, it was bigger than that. Because at the end, the ultimate price was, listen, he got up on the third day. They hung him. When they stretched him wide, they put him in the tomb. But when he got up, he got up with all power. So even though he went through the process of the agony and the pain and the suffering, the bigger picture was, I have some souls that I'm going to save. I have some Kimberleys, I have some Marlas and some Minister Kelvins and some Joannes that I'm going to, that's going to be able to just stand on my word and allow my light to shine. To So even for that moment, the pain and the agony, what was the ultimate price? Because he's, he didn't pay the debt. So now we are standing on his word. So the bigger picture is, listen, I know I got some Jesus saying, I know I'm going to have some people to follow me and going to go and disciple to others to say, what must I do to change, to get it right and be with my Heavenly Father? So it's not just about the pain and the suffering. It's love at the end of the day. It's that godly love that he demonstrated for us, we're talking about a man knowing what he went through. A man that was sinless died for your sins and my sins. That right there would make you stop for a moment and say, when you start thinking about some of the foolishness and the mishaps and the wrongs that you've done, it's like, wow. Yeah, you hung there. You wanted to come down. You say the nail finna go in the hand. Joanne ain't going to do right on this particular day. Yeah, I'm going to take this nail. He didn't have to do it, y'all. But he did. Let's go to James. Uh, it's the fourth chapter. Come on now, get out my notes. James chapter 4. And I think we are starting at the seventh verse. Um, we're talking about submitting. Someone may say, why should I submit? Or how should I submit? James gives us five ways how we should submit. 
The first one is in verse 7. Submit to God. On that note, when we say submit to God, commit your life to him in his control and be willing to follow him. Some of us get in our car. Sometimes I don't even look at the gas needle, but I'm going to drive from 5307 and go to Fort Worth because I know it's gas in there. Because I'm, a, I'm trusting the vehicle is going to get me to my destination. I have full confidence in the car. It's not going to break down. When we submit to God, we relinquish. You have no hesitation when you put your key in that ignition that it's going to turn over. Submitting to him, you, you are giving him full control to drive you whichever way he say go. When he says stop, the light is red. When he says green, you're going to go. Submitting to him means I am giving up self. I'm giving up my will and trusting that whatever God has for me, I am willing and ready and able to follow. The second one, resist the devil. Don't allow Satan to entice and tempt you. You know, sometimes we give Satan too much credit. Satan is laughing at us like, oh, you fought me for that? Okay, well, I'm going to take it. He didn't. The, sometimes we always say, well, the devil made us do it. No, he really didn't. We made the decision to do it. When we decide that we're going to do something opposite of what God is telling us. You ever heard the saying, sin is pleasurable but for a season? It's good to me now because I'm doing wrong. It's good now, but I'm not looking at the wrong that's going to come after. We have the authority when we make up our mind to say, I'm going to submit and I'm going to follow Jesus. We have the authority and the power to resist the devil. Don't give him too much. Don't, don't give him absolutely no credit at all. The third one. Wash is in verse 8. Wash your hands and purify your heart. I highlighted the A-N-D, and, because of the conjunction. It's saying wash your hands and purify your heart. Not just one. It's saying put them together. Wash your hands and purify your heart. Leading a pure life. Replacing your desire to sin with your desire to experience God's purity. Listen, he's not saying, listen, you're gonna, you may get off track. You may fall every now and then. But because I love you and you know and understand repentance, you're going to turn and ask for forgiveness and ask, to, ask, for, ask for repentance. Lead that, that, that pure heart. Have that pure heart. Wash your hands and a pure heart. The fourth one. Grieve, mourn, and I think my Bible said, wail, weep in sincere sorrow for your sins. 
you know, sometimes I think about some of the things, my life before accepting him. And it makes you want to just say, what in the world were you thinking about? It, it saddens you, but you don't have to stay there because you, you're going to make the decision to, to submit to him. But at, have that sorrowful heart to say, Lord, please forgive me because I didn't know what I know now. And I'm choosing you. I'm choosing to walk with you. Have that grieving heart to say, I'm going to do better. And the last one. Humble yourselves, this is in verse 10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. When we humble ourselves, we recognize that our worth comes from God and God alone. When we humbly obey God, regardless of present circumstances, only in his timing, he will lift us up. Now, when we really think about, are we ready for certain things? I recall someone said to me, um, she's not fully ready yet. And it's okay when you're walking in ministry. My heart, I think I put this in, in the Ministers Network today. My heart was saying, girl, you ready? I was eager to learn. I felt the drive. I had my biggest cheerleader with me. But I allowed distractions to just creep in. An apostle said on last night about protecting the word. When, when, when you get that word, protecting the word, protecting what goes in your ears, protecting what your eyes see, at the end, protecting your mind. At the end of the day, protecting what's going in and coming out your mouth. It, these are the gateways to what you are receiving that's going to go into your heart. When we humble ourselves and sit down, look, sometimes I laugh because my mom, when you just sit down for a second. So when you sit down for a second and say, Lord, I'm really ready now. I need you to search me over. Search anything that's within me that's not of you. And get it out. When we humble ourselves and be obedient to him, then we're ready to fully submit. So, submit to God. Resist the devil. Wash your hands and purify your heart. Grieve and mourn. Weep in sincere sorrow for your sins. And humble yourself. How do you follow Jesus? Take those five things from James chapter 4. It will be like Nike. Just do it. Back to the question with, no, let me save that one for last. I started um, just from personal experience. When we strategically try to do something on our own. You know, I used to keep a calendar and it doesn't matter how much we, we want to plan out our day, we want to plan out our week or our month. If we don't have Jesus in the forefront of everyday things, 
just we, you can't strategically do anything without him. But when you allow yourself, when you make the decision, first of all, to say, I'm going to submit fully to, to him. Because sometimes what we can also do, we can say that we, we're submitted. But, you know, you still got some things that's going on. You, you, you still feel like you're going around the mountain. And all it's going to take is for one circumstance or one situation to throw you in a fix to where now you're all up in an uproar. And you forgot about the man named Jesus. And you going to Sally, Tommy, Julie, and Jojo giving you crazy advice and you listening to them. When you fully submit and make up your, in your mind that you're going to follow after him, before you start doing anything strategically planned, he is the ultimate plan. So when he's in the forefront, Lord, I just want to go back to school. Why you want to go back to school, Joanne? We hear pastor all the time saying when we're in prayer and we're doing this and we're doing that, why are we praying and then getting up to leave? We ain't take the time to see if he say, well, how are you doing this morning? Or how are you doing this afternoon? I can't plan or we can't plan what we want in the next five years and we haven't even talked to God for five minutes about today. What am I saying? In our submission, even though we know it's not going to be easy, we've seen what God went through, what Jesus went through in, in, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Be prepared to have some heartaches and some struggles. But at the same time, don't leave him out of the equation. He is the equation that's going to give you the answer at the end of the day. If we take him out of the equation and try to work the problem, it's going to be the same that we keep coming up. If you keep doing what you always do, you're going to always get what you always got. Okay, we're going to leave that there for a second. When I think about some of the times, some of the decisions, all the, all, all the wrongs, all the mishaps, I realized I was not submitting, not totally surrendering. It's something about when you totally surrender. There's a peace that can't no one shake you from. It's a rest at night that's going to comfort you. It's a restoration of your mind to say, I've decided that I'm going to give God everything that I'm going to go cast every problem, every concern to him. When I thought about what pastor said in regards to planet, being planted in pursuit, God is pursuing us. But if we are running away from him because we want to do what we want to do when we want to do it. In this, so wait, let me back up. God is not going to chase us, first of all, because he is such a gentleman. He is going to put it out there to say, come. He told us in the beginning, choose life or choose death. That was simple enough. He told us what would happen in the rewards and the benefits should we decide to choose life. But he also said, but if you choose death, this is what's going to happen. 
Now, us giving Satan all of all of the glory and giving him over, oh, well, he made me do it. Don't don't we know that he has truly Jesus? He has already overcame Satan. He kicked him out. He already won that victory. Why are we still trying to make Satan a winner? He can't win. God is saying, hey, I've, I've beat him. I've been the Tyson to him. Ain't no more. So when we're still saying, oh, well, Satan made me do it. You are giving him the upper hand. I thought about in the submitting, before I say that, um, your submitting your life and your thought patterns. It took me to Jeremiah 29. And Jeremiah, he was obedient to his calling. He was faithful to the word of God. God told him, he said, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper, plans to give you hope and a future. For me, I stopped right there because I started saying to myself, Jeremiah was so faithful to the word of God. And God is telling him, hey, I already know what I have for you. See, for me, I make it personal. Sometimes if you plug your name in to some of these scriptures, hey, Joanne. You say I'm faithful to you. You say you trust me. But yet you haven't fully given me, whether it's your daughter, whether it's your son or your marriage or this and that. But should you decide to give me all of you, I want you to know I already know the plans I have for you. I never saw me coming to, to Texas, y'all. But he said, let go of the rail. And I let go and didn't know where I was going. I didn't have a house until the night before I was scheduled to be at work. October 4th, 2018, I got the house October 3rd. Literally, I had to call back and say, I can't come to work. Literally, we just got in Texas. He knew the plans. He knew it was going to be 2018. He already know even my future. He knows what's going to happen for Joanne. There is hope. When we give up, we're not giving up on just ourselves. We're giving up on what God has already said he has for us. Because we're allowing distractions and stuff to go through our thought process to make us think that we are not worthy. Dr. Kathy said it so profoundly last night when she said she was, I think, talking to somebody and she, she said something about, she started speaking and saying, oh, well, they, I think they're not going to listen to me or something like that. Sometimes we are our own worst critic. We are so quick to say like, that, that negativeness or something in opposition to what God is putting in us. How can we say what we are not when he's already said, you are the daughter of the most high. Nothing is so impossible for him. 
So we need to retract all of that and say, you know what, for every negative, and it doesn't matter if somebody throwing negative stuff at you, put a positive affirmation in there. When you stand boldly on his word, he's going to be like, listen, because you're in my kingdom, because you are my daughter, because you decided to choose me, there is nothing impossible. There is nothing that you can't do. So I do. I want to be like Jeremiah. I want to stand so boldly on his word. I want to, if somebody look at me cross-eyed, if somebody say, okay, well, she just don't know. I can honestly, okay, well, I don't care. Take it up with daddy. I, I charge everything to him because he gave it to me. So if he gave it to me, I'm going to give it to you. Back to the wineskin from what Pastor Josh said on last Wednesday when he said, can my wineskin handle what God wants to pour into me? Here was my response. Yes, it can. It can simply handle what he wants to pour into me. Because I've made the ultimate decision to follow. I've made the decision to submit. It may not always be perfect, but through God's process, I'm going to give attention to sound doctrine, reading, studying, and being the best Joanne, not just for me, but for my family, but for my children, for my husband. I'm going to be the best extender of Pastor Josh. God, God gave me the word construction of um, being an extender, extension of our leaders. And when I think about that, if the word is being taught, preached, sound doctrine, and he is, he is allowing it to just download to all of us, the Holy Spirit is ran, just running rapid in here when the word goes forth. But everybody is going to receive it differently. Everybody is going to get it differently. At the end of the day, the question is, what's your response? If we sit here Sunday after Sunday and nothing in our lives are changing, and when you have sound doctrine that's going out and the word is going out and the Holy Spirit is just pricking and touch it on everyone, and you have no response? That's not the man and woman of God issue. That's something personal. That's something in us to say, I have not fully surrendered. Let me tell you, I've been to the church where I sat the whole service. Ask me what was the topic. Don't know. I don't know. But then we go on Facebook and we say, church was good today. He preached a good sermon. I tried that one time with a friend. She posted, ooh, church was good. God moved in there. I say, what he preached on? Can you not ask me that on Facebook? You posted it on Facebook. If you want God to be so good and the word was good, he says, share. Can I text you? You ain't text me to tell me he was good. Can you put it on Facebook like you just did? 
Then guess what? How the conversation end? You shading. I say, oh, now I'm shading. Yo, we we God said, listen, I'm beyond God is good. Amen. She agree. He said, listen, I'm so beyond. I'm good. I already know that. What have you heard from what was taught? What have you heard from what was preached? Are you coming through those doors the same way that you came in, leaving the same way? I bet not be in this church 10 years, broken, crying every Sunday, 52 weeks, 52 Sunday, and don't nobody come say, baby, what's wrong? Come on. We are so time out for that. Back to life is short. Life is short. I promise you it is. But I have not been sent here just to sit on that pew and say, I'm going to wait until he asks me to do something. No, baby, Pastor Josh, I am here because I am an extension. God would have to show me to leave here. In my submission, there is work to be done. It goes back to the harvest. It's plentiful. Ain't no labors. There's a shortage right now, y'all, in healthcare. I'm telling you, I work it. There's a shortage across the board. Not one hospital. Every hospital has a major shortage. When they are giving nurses $20,000 to come work, the ER, I wish I had my license. That's a bonus. Not their salary. That's a bonus. If you just come... <clears throat> The hospital where I'm at, 15000 right now to come work ER. If you've been in nursing for over 10 years, 25000 sign-on bonus where I'm at right now. <laughs> There's a shortage in being faithful to God. There's a shortage in our submission pastor was right when he said we want the car we want the big house we want this and we want that but we don't want to do nothing for the Lord y'all time out for that life is short I'm not leaving this earth and ain't nobody got nothing to say good about Joanne the devil is a lie he really is Stop thinking that you don't have no more time you have as much time left that God has already ordained for you. To, our lives are already predestined anyway. So he already has the time set aside for what he is called for you to do. Again, make the ultimate decision like he paid the ultimate price for you. That's how I look at it. As an, I said, as an extension extender to our spiritual leaders... God's processes is for our promises and our protection. God has a promise for each one of us. He just needs us to really search our hearts. And he's waiting with open arms. It doesn't matter what situation you're in. It doesn't matter what circumstances you've been through. If you don't think God knows exactly where you are, Something's wrong then. He knows the situation that you're in. He knows every strand on our head. The question is, do we know his heart? 
Do we know the ultimate love that he has for us? That at the end of the day, he's like, hey, I have not left you. I have not forgotten about you. It doesn't matter how wild, how crazy, how much you dance, how much you drink, how much you didn't forgot about him, how much, how many lies you didn't told, little lie, white lie, black lie, red lie, it was lies a lie. At the end of the day, he is saying, listen, I'm still here. I just want you to trust me. Trust me when times, when you're in those tight spots, know that I'm going to get you out. Maybe being in those tight spots, he's saying, this is a time for you to just sit still for a moment. Let me tell y'all, I'm telling you. What? I had 50 things going on in my mind what I was supposed to be doing. This was about a month ago. And I was going to do something different. God said, I'm not only am I going to sit you down, I'm going to make you go to work and you're going to be doing me. Now, I'm getting paid for my job, but I'm doing Jesus, right? I'm like, now, where they do this at, Lord? I'm finna get fired. But I can have the Bible, cell phone, notebook, and everybody can walk by me. Hey, Joanne, how you doing? I hope my boss ain't listening. But anyway, um, what am I saying? He has me in a, in a still position for a season for a reason. Because I am so used to just moving and doing 50 million things, going to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning, get up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and I believe four hours of rest is enough. Yes, what, what they do that at. But if I'm not resting in him, if I'm not hearing from him, then everything up here is just cloudy. And God is saying, listen, I need you to sit still, surrender everything that's, that's brewing in you, and allow me to speak to you. And that's all I want. I'm not perfect, but I'm perfect in him. I still get it wrong sometimes. But he's, he's helping me to start getting it right. Make the decision. Just be like Nike. Just do it. Stop saying, oh, but it's hard. Stop just saying, oh, girl, I went to church today. Back to my friend, the ultimate conversation that she and I had. Stop putting on Facebook, God is good. We know he's good. You only know he's good because he's been there for you and he's done some things for you in your life. What about when you was broken, just disgusted, couldn't be trusted, fed up, didn't have a dollar to your name? He was still good. But you wasn't putting it on Facebook then when you didn't have A, B, C, and D. But the minute we want to say, what a pro I'm not, you won't ever see me post. Pastor Josh preached a good sermon on Sunday without the scripture, without part of the sermon or all the sermon in my term. We got to stop. Stop. Make the ultimate decision to where I want to totally surrender to him. Let your decision be yes. Let you, let's make the, the ultimate decision to say, you know what? I, I just give up. I totally give up. Just like when the cops decide to stop you if you're speeding because you know you're doing wrong, you're going to stop and get out the car and you're going to do what the police officer say. Act like Jesus is the police officer in your life. Arrest me. 
for my crazy thoughts. Arrest me for not following you and going around the mountains 50 times. Arrest me because I'm back or I'm, I've backslidden or I'm talking about my sister or I'm talking about my brother. Arrest me because I want more of you. When he write the ticket and he's going to say, I've paid it all. Just take the ticket. You ain't got to go to court for it or anything. Just go home and say, this is going to be one ticket I'm going to keep. We ain't got to get nothing redeemed. He's paid it all. Submit to God, not to the pastor, not to the leaders. Submit to God. And last but not least, I'm going to go back to one thing that Pastor Josh said on last week. There has to be divine preparation to, fill, to facilitate the impartation. Promotion comes from God. God is for you. It doesn't matter who might be against you. At the end of the day, God is for us. He loves us no matter what. Marla, I think I saw you writing. He said, there has to be divine preparation to facilitate the impartation. If we don't prepare that divine preparation to submit to him, to submit our lives to him, we're going to constantly be going in a circle and everything that we touch is just going to constantly and continually to fall. Give your cares to him. Give your heart to him. Give your situation to him. And when we make the ultimate, yeah, it is hard to submit. But when we make the ultimate decision to follow him, he's going to always hold our hand. He's not going to ever let it go. He's always right there. Just like he told Jeremiah, I have plans for you. I know them. Let's seek after him and let's submit to him. Amen. Amen. That is all I had. Oh, the question. I forgot you can't tell my husband you got a question. He going to come back. The question was, has submission been a topic that has been painful for you or that you have avoided altogether? And if so, why? Someone want to take a, a jab at it? Uh, uh, uh. Like, Pastor, you're going to get me in trouble. I think one of the reasons why that uh, submission could be a problem is because sometimes we're holding on to something so hard that we're, we, we don't even realize we're holding on to it because we're trying to hide something. You know, so is it hard? Yes, it could be hard. But when you go into it and you say, not my will, but let your will be done, Father, um, you're, what are you really saying? Are you really committing to what he's telling you to do? Or are you still trying to hide? And he knows what's going on. But to others, you might have a facade that you're keeping in front of them. So, yes, it's going to be hard. But when you fully submit, as you was talking earlier about, when you fully submit to that process, you know, and, and let him go in and, and do surgery, deep dive surgery into that and cut those things out. It's going to be, some things going to be exposed. Now, will you be triggered? 
Will you be tested? Yeah, you're going to go through all those things right there, but that's what he's trying to pull out of you because sometimes those are the things that's in you that you have submitted to that sometimes you might deep buried. You don't even realize they're in there anymore. So, yes, it could be hard. But with God, nothing's hard. Oh, there you go. Anybody else want to take a jab at that? Jimmy, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, oh. It's no right or wrong answer, y'all. I'm getting my steps in this cardio. Amen. The baby might have something to say too, but so I um when I think of submission, the first thing that comes to me is the military. When um like let's say for instance I want to join the Marines, I make a decision voluntarily to come into an organization and submit myself to the vision of what what it's about. I adopt the culture, you know, I, I join in the ranks and I, I make myself a part of something voluntarily and that's what god is asking us to do to to he's not going to force us say hey you submit you know the bible says submit to god but it's a voluntary submission and then you resist the devil and then out of that submission he's forced to flee he doesn't have a choice but i think of submission when you come under the vision of the greater um, body of christ and make yourself a part of the ranks and you get to enjoy the safety that comes through that submission just like your brothers in arms, we're all carrying guns. We all watch each other six. And, you know, just that's, that's the kind of concept I get when I think of submission. So it's, it's not just a female thing or a male thing. It's a body of Christ thing. Then you have marriage, then you have children, then you have, you know, work and all that stuff. So, yeah. And I think people have made it a curse word, too. Because I know one time in church, the pastor said submission. All the ladies say, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> You know, so like, but I think it's like when, when you have a false understanding of what it is or somebody has presented it wrongly, you then you don't even like, oh, I don't want to do that. You know, so I think this. <laughs> I like what he said about the, about the women. Now, you know, we can go to Ephesians and where it says women submit to your to wives, submit to your husband. You know, you sometimes he ain't over me. He is the head. It doesn't mean that he's, he's going to trample over you. You're right. We take that submission. as We've made it as a curse word. The other part, what I like what Jimmy said, when he said about the military, first thing that came to my mind was a few good men. Is it a few good men or men of honor with Cuba Gooding? Few good men. And he wanted to be a diver. The, the one where he wanted to be the diver? Men of honor. He volunteered. If you've seen the movie, they told him no. I don't have to go through the specifics, but they told him no. He couldn't go. Or he couldn't be a diver. Because it was going to be the first one that looked like him. But he made the decision to say, I'm going to do it. And finally, they gave in and said, okay. But see, their giving in was like, okay, well, go ahead. You're going to hang yourself. But because of his determination, because of his drive, because of the hope that was in him, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm not giving up. Then he had some pain. Then he went through some trials. He got a whole leg cut off. He got one put on, though, and he just stepped on in there. Why can't we be like that, y'all? Why can't we be? Jesus is the sergeant the captain in the military 
Why can't we be his soldiers when he say, get up, we get up? When he say, go left, go left. But when we in the, we voluntarily, he just said it in the military, we gonna do whatever the, not we, not me, I ain't go to the military. When they say do whatever, you're gonna do it. Kelvin, you were in the Navy. If they said jump off the boat, he had to jump off the boat. Jesus told Peter, was it Peter? Come on. Lord, that's you? Uh-huh, come on. What I said earlier, let's put our known name. Joanne, Lord, is that you out there on that water walking? Come here. I know me, Kim. Can you tell me one more time, that's you? What color my hat? We're going to get 50 questions thrown at him. Why can't we just trust him and say, you know what? What do I have to lose? He daddy, he going to save me? Just a thought. Somebody else want to take a jab at that question? What is submission? Has submission been a topic that has been painful for you? Or that you have avoided altogether? And if so, why? Mm. It's just a thought. Just a thought. I think it's both. We avoid it. We avoid to submit because of the pain. I believe we're natural hoarders. As you were speaking, Minister Kelvin, I was like, hoarders. Because hoarders, they want to keep it and hold it. Can't nobody do it like me. So I think we're spiritual hoarders, and we don't want to release and let it go. We don't want to come out of our will because we used to doing things on our own without God when we was out there in the world. But once we come into him and receive him, it's like we're learning all over again. We're learning how to walk. We're learning how to talk. We're learning how to move with him. And so it's like we just hold on to it. Another thing, uh, uh, um, when you was talking about submission, you know how pastor's been talking about the single eye. And this is what came up to me is our submission brings a single eye and vice versa. Our single eye brings submission. Basically, we have to stay focused on him in order to submit. And we can't take our eyes off of him. Back on what Kim said, um, when Pastor was talking about having single vision, he showed me like being a horse with those, what they call them, blinders on the side. And that's how we have to be. He said, Marla, you can't look to the left. You can't look to the right. Your focus has, your gaze has to be totally and 100% on me. And no matter what happens, whatever, because they can't see. So when they're racing, they, there's no distraction. They can't even see the horse on the side of him. And so he said, Marla, that's how you have to be. Your, your focus has to be so singularly focused on me that you don't even see anything on the side. It can come and it, it'll be distractions over here, but your focus is oh, so on me. He said, look to the hills from which cometh your help. And my help is in him. So we can't get 
our focus off. And so every time I start to think of something, I said, Lord, help me to remind myself that you are my blinder, that you're on the side of me and that you block and you keep me from those distractions, those things that are trying to distract me from just even like in the morning, just getting up and, 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 and praying or studying, you know, okay, that's a distraction. Uh-uh, uh-uh, Lord, I need my blinders. I need my spiritual blinders on this morning. So yeah, singly focused, but, um, also just being submitted to him, like everybody was saying, I, um, um, like they were saying, you know, it, it is our way, you know, we don't want to submit our way because we're so used to this flesh and everything in the spirit is opposite of the flesh of this kingdom. So yeah, it's a, it's a total, you're having to totally reprogram your mind from the things of this world to the things that are godly and the things that are kingdom. And so he always tells us to think on things that are, are not of this world, but they are kingdom minded. I like that what she said about the the blinders. Yeah. Come on. That's good. That is absolutely good. Okay. Thank you, honey. So what are we going to do? We're going to submit, put our blinders on. We ain't going to worry about what's on the left of us, what's on the right. We just going to stay looking focused. Last thing, this is a declaration that all of that I want to encourage all of us. Submission is an exchange of small momentary pain for great eternal joy. Submission is an exchange of small momentary pain for great eternal joy. That's great eternal joy in our Father. Amen. Amen. I appreciate y'all listening to me tonight. I thank you for your comments and your just participating tonight. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Come on, Minister Keller. Awesome job. Awesome job. Give my wife another end, a round of applause. Good job, good job. Yes, uh, that's submitting process, y'all. I mean, you know, when we become believers, that that's one of the hardest part is just totally selling out. You know, like they say in the, in the world, you just you sell out, but you want to be sold out for Christ and everything. So, so as we uh, as we move forward, and, and as Jimmy was saying, as this unit, let's sell out for Christ. Let's just be submitted to Him because that way the devil can't do nothing but flee. He's got to go. He's got to go. So, but if we would, let's all stand. We're gonna go and pray out. Any any last words? Anything anything coming up this week? We need to. Okay, awesome, awesome, Dan. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the word that went forth today. The word of submission, Lord. We, it's not a curse word. It's not a bad word, Lord. It's a good word because it's all for you, God. We're submitting for you, submitting for your will, submitting your way, submitting for all that you have for us because we know if we submit to you, everything is all right and everything is good in you, Lord. And like you said, you're going to protect us, protect the feelings and everything. We just let it go just for you, God. Lord, we want to say thank you for each and every one that is here today, each and every one that is online, Lord. We thank you, Lord, and we give you honor, praise, and glory. And Lord, we ask for traveling grace for each and every one. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, y'all.